welcome. Thanks for tuning in. This is Awaken to Nature Meditations, a series of short solo episodes where I share natural mindfulness exercises and experiences. The exercises are simple, natural mindfulness meditations and practices that you can apply to deepen your own experience and connection with nature. The experiences will be a sneak peek into my world. I'll take you along to some of my favorite places in nature where I go to explore, connect and ponder what life is all about. By sharing what I get up to, I hope to inspire you to find your own deeper meaning and purpose through nature connection. So get out there, be curious, experiment, have fun and discover what works best for you. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello podcasters, nature connectors and seekers. Thank you for tuning in. This is Awaken to Nature. And this is a three-part mini-series. This is the first time I've attempted anything like this. And the reason why I've gone for three a three-part mini-series is because I want to look at why time in nature is essential for your body, mind and spiritual well-being. So each episode I'm going to focus on one of these well-being elements. And in this episode, I'm going to share seven reasons why time in nature is good for your body. And along the way, we will identify some of the common challenges that we face in the modern world. And then we'll look at a variety of simple solutions that nature has to offer. I would have loved to have recorded this outside to be in nature, but unfortunately, the wind is howling today. And also, because I'm going to be sharing a fair amount of detail and I needed to have my notes handy just to make sure that I don't miss anything, my hope is that by sharing some of these tips and the science that supports these benefits, you will be able to maximize your time outdoors and then positively impact your well-being so that you can live an even more fulfilled and meaningful life. Now, with that said, I do need to mention, just in case it's not clear, that I am not a medical doctor. And this is not intended to be medical advice. I encourage you to take control of your own health and well-being by doing your own research. Experiment. Explore to find what works best for you. And consult a medical professional if necessary. Well, that's the first time that I've shared a disclaimer, but I felt it was necessary for this episode. But we've got that out the way. So let's get into episode one and explore how time outdoors in nature benefits your body. Okay, so first up, we have movement. And by the way, these aren't in any particular order. Generally speaking, if you are outside in nature, there's a very good chance that you are partaking in some kind of activity that requires you to move your body. You might be visiting the forest or going to the beach, even just taking a stroll around your local park. It's all requiring you to move your body. Even just leaving the house to go outside in the first place requires you to move. The opposite is true for when you are at home or at work where you are mostly sedentary. And many of us in these, especially in the last couple of years, have been getting used to working from home and these days, so much more is available online. You can just shop online with a click of a few buttons and have your goodies delivered to you the next day. So many of us are spending a lot more time at home and we end up sitting for long periods with very little movement. This is causing what is known as a sedentary lifestyle. 
a sedentary lifestyle can lead to an increased risk of cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, depression, and anxiety. On the other hand, some of the benefits that you can expect from regular movement include improved mental health, stronger muscles and bones, and it helps combat chronic disease and can support better sex life and better sleep. Well, if you still need more motivation, as you will hear in this episode, when you add nature into the equation, the list of benefits increases massively. So it's very important to keep moving your body. Remember to break up your day, especially if you have an office job. Use your lunch break to go for a short walk outside. If that's not possible, make time to get outside to move your body before or after work. It will be super beneficial for your body. Okay, moving on to benefit number two, we have fresh air because nature gives you better access to high quality fresh air. Apart from keeping us alive, oxygen is essential for maintaining healthy brain function, growth and healing. Oxygen levels in an indoor environment decrease over time. So we can slowly starve our brain of oxygen and potentially experience negative effects such as headache or fatigue. If you have ever traveled in an airplane, you would have most likely experienced the tiredness caused by the reduced oxygen levels in the cabin. Now, fresh air contains more oxygen, which is good for the brain. Fresh air is also said to make you happier. It is good for your digestive system. It improves your blood pressure and fresh air strengthens the immune system. Now, of course, air will be fresher away from the cities, but even getting outside and walking around your local park will be way better than the indoor air at your home or office. So whenever you are next outside, breathe in that fresh air and let it nourish your brain and body. Benefit number three for getting outside into nature. We have eyesight. Spending time outdoors in nature is good for your eyes. The percentage of people developing nearsightedness, which is also known as myopia, has been skyrocketing over the past few decades. This is when you can see objects near to you clearly, but objects further away are blurry. There's been a couple of, well, there's been a lot of studies, but I focused on two. There was a study of 500 children in the United States and another study in Australia of 4,000 children that found children who spent less time outside were at greater risk of developing myopia. While it's not 100% clear, pun intended, why spending time outdoors helps prevent myopia, there are two main positive contributors. The first is light. The light we are exposed to when outside during the day is considerably brighter than indoor light. The other factor is distance. Being outdoors, your eyes are exercised by viewing objects that are close as well as objects or landscapes that are far in the distance. So use your time outdoors to consciously expose your eyes to daylight. Exercise them by being curious and explore your world. You may be surprised at what you might see. Benefit number four, we have sunshine and vitamin D production. Now just consider for a second that light travels 150 million kilometers through space from that giant ball of fire in the sky that we call the sun. And when it makes contact with your exposed skin, your body produces vitamin D. 
Vitamin D has many roles in the body. One of the roles is to instruct cells in your gut to absorb calcium and phosphorus. These are two essential minerals needed for maintaining strong and healthy bones. In the book With Nature in Mind by Andy McGinney, he shares how best to go about obtaining the recommended dosage of vitamin D. He shares the following options. You can eat 10 tins of sardines or 150 egg yolks or take supplements every single day. Alternatively, 5 to 10 minutes of exposure of the arms and legs to direct sunlight will have the same effect. So there are four options for you to choose from. If you're going to go with the last option, which is to spend some time in outside getting sunlight, you need to know that midday is the best time to get your dose of sunlight. This is when the sun is at its highest point and its UVB rays are most intense. That means you need less time in the sun to make sufficient vitamin D. Now, when it comes to spending time in the sun, there is no golden rule. It is very much dependent on your skin type, the season, and your location. But basically, the further away you are from the equator, the more time you will need. Now, it's best to get your sun exposure without sunscreen to maximize your vitamin D production. But of course, don't get burnt. So start with less time and experiment to find the right amount of sun exposure for you. So yeah, get out there, have fun, experiment, and if necessary, do some research to better understand your local conditions. Okay, we passed the halfway point. So I hope you guys are enjoying this so far. We're on to benefit number five, which is grounding, or otherwise known as earthing. So we've already covered how that giant ball of fire in the sky affects your health. Now we're going to what lies right beneath your feet, earth, the third rock from the sun. Did you know that at its surface, the earth carries a negative electric charge and making contact with it can influence the state of your body? This exchange is known as grounding or earthing, which is a therapeutic technique that focuses on realigning your electrical energy by reconnecting to the earth. As part of a modern lifestyle, we are taught and instructed to wear shoes from a very young age. It starts in school, and by the time we're adults, many of us will wear shoes for most of our waking life. So what is the issue? Well, the shoe creates a layer of insulation, which literally disconnects us from the earth. We develop a positive charge, which is the opposite to the earth's charge. Spending frequent and extended periods of time in this state can lead to electron deficiency syndrome. And if your body is deficient in electrons, you're more exposed to disease and viruses. Your body needs electrons to combat inflammation and diseases like cancer and arthritis. And it makes sense. After all, we are electrical beings. So if our circuitry is not balanced, it could negatively affect our health. And when you are grounded, your charges are balanced. The electrons will flow from the earth to your body until your voltage reaches zero. So what does this mean? Well, being grounded neutralizes free radicals in your body, which helps reduce inflammation. Your blood circulation and pressure improves because your blood cells will have the same charge and repel each other. And the diurnal rhythm of the stress hormone, cortisol, begins to normalize, which helps reduce stress levels. Now you can ground yourself by walking, lying, or placing your feet flat on the earth whilst sitting. Make contact with a conductive surface such as grass, sand, or, 
or concrete. Uh, you could try it in your garden or at your local woodland or park. The other option is to go swimming or wade in, in water. It can be a river, lake or ocean. They all have the same effect. Now start with as much as you can manage. Working up to 40 minutes per day would give you the maximum positive benefit. But of course, that is not practical for everyone. So just start off with whatever you can manage. Walking barefoot is not without some danger. So choose your terrain carefully and start off slow. And most importantly, do whatever feels comfortable for you. Okay, we're on the second last benefit for this episode. We're on to number six, and we're going to look at phytoncides and how they boost your immune system. So what are phytoncides, I hear you ask? Well, phytoncides are part of a tree or plant's defense system. They are created and released to kill and protect the plant from microorganisms, fungi, bacteria, and viruses. And it turns out that these phytoncides have many positive benefits for our bodies too. Because of the concentration of trees and plants, heading out into a forest will give you your best chance of being exposed to phytoncides. It's the presence of phytoncides in the forest that offer one of the main health benefits experienced from Shinrin-yoku, the Japanese practice more commonly known as forest bathing. Shinrin-yoku translates to soaking up the atmosphere of the forest. I did a short episode sharing some information related to forest bathing, so please Check that out if you would like to know more about getting started with forest bathing. Getting back to the phytoncides, this is what you are soaking up from the atmosphere. It's the phytoncides. You may have come across phytoncides without even realizing it. Think of pine or lavender. That familiar scent is the terpenes which give the phytoncides their characteristic scents. A Japanese study found that exposure to phytoncides increases natural killer cell activity. These cells act as an early warning defense system against virus and cancerous cells. So put simply, phytoncides boost the immune system and the effect has been proved to last up to 30 days. Phytoncides are also said to help reduce stress and lower blood pressure. The largest creators of phytoncides are evergreen trees, which include pine, cedar, spruces, and conifers. Another thing to consider is that the warmer the temperature, the greater the number of phytoncides that are released. So get out into the forest, breathe in those phytoncides, and know that with each breath, you are boosting your immune system and general well-being. Okay, on to number seven, the last benefit for today. We have daylight. Going outside, exposing yourself to daylight helps regulate your circadian rhythm. Keeping your circadian rhythm on track helps maintain a healthy sleep-wake cycle. And after all, your well-being starts with good quality sleep. Humans, plants, animals, and fungi all have an internal circadian clock. The term circadian comes from the Latin circa, meaning around or approximately, and dian, meaning day. Now that internal clock has contributed to the survival and evolution of our species. Our great ancestors never had alarm clocks. Instead, they maintained a life in sync with the natural light-dark cycle. Now, this understanding of light and dark optimized their ability to source and track their food. Unfortunately, Many aspects of modern life disrupt our circadian rhythm. 
But thankfully, there is one simple trick to help get you in rhythm each day. Start each day by exposing yourself to as much natural light as soon after you wake up as possible. As humans, our internal circadian clock tends to run slightly longer than a 24-hour solar day. So when you start the day with sunlight, your body's circadian clock adjusts that approximate day. So now your behavior is recalibrated to the light-dark cycle of the solar day. This keeps your sleep-wake cycle on track and gives you a much better chance of going to sleep at the right time to keep the cycle in sync. It's quite a complex subject. I touched on it with Ken in episode 2 of season 2, but perhaps I will invite a guest on the show someday to specifically discuss the nature of light and sleep. But for now, find a way to start your day by heading outdoors to expose your eyes to daylight as early as possible. I've made it into a bit of a ritual. I start every morning, rain or shine, by drinking my coffee in my back garden. It almost doubles up as a sit-spot practice. It's my time to be still. I like to watch the world wake up whilst I wake up. And I encourage you to give it a go as well. 15 minutes is a good amount of time, but if it's not so bright, then a little, a little longer would be best. And of course, if you can't do 15 minutes, just do whatever you can. All of these things work together. I guess the best thing to do is just to start and then you can grow from, from that point. Okay, so there you have it. Getting outside into nature has so many positive benefits for maintaining a healthy body. It helps keep your body mobile. It improves eyesight and brain function. It lowers blood pressure and inflammation. It boosts the immune system. Sunlight creates vitamin D, which strengthens bones and muscles. And the exposure to light also keeps your circadian clock in time, setting you up for a better sleep-wake cycle, which gives you the best chance of a good night's sleep. I hope you will try some of these tips. Let us know how you get on and if you notice any positive changes. Pop us a mail, hello at awakentonature.com or even send a DM on Instagram. In the next episode, I'll be sharing seven reasons why spending time in nature is essential for a healthy mind. So hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss the next episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with someone who you think may benefit from hearing this information. If you are on Apple, leaving a review would be would be very, very helpful and so much appreciated as well. Follow at Awaken to Nature on Instagram if you'd like to stay a little bit closer to the journey that happens in between these podcast episodes. Yeah, until the next time, guys. Adios. Ciao.